0: Everybody, it's Microphones of Madness. I'm Rodney over there, Steve. Hey, and uh, today we're going to start something new. Uh, Microphones of Madness will only be focusing on Canadian authors and, and other forms of Canadian entertainment in hopes that uh, the United States will be annexed through an obscure uh, provision in CanCon laws.
1: Yeah, so next week we're going to just talk about Rush.
0: That's right, three hours of Rush. And that that's three hours should cover, what, the first two studio albums?
1: <laughs> uh, I think we could probably make it up through at least uh, Cress of Steel, if not 2112. No,
0: 2112 deserves its own episode. So it's of Steel. Yeah, true, true. But seriously, folks, uh, today we are talking The Lumi- or Luminous Body by Brooke Wara. Hopefully we said that correctly. All And uh, this is a chapbook that's going to be published by Dim Shores.
1: Yeah, it's probably going to coincide very tightly with when this episode comes out. Yep. And also, uh,
0: it will be, as usual with Dim Shores, uh, novellas and whatnot, uh, it'll be a limited run. Uh, So... I think it's, what, usually 200 copies, something like that? Yeah, it's
1: like 150 or 200 copies. So, yep. If you um, want to grab
0: a copy, uh, better do it quick as soon as the, the book is announced. Uh, because those copies do tend to go fast.
1: They do go fast. And I'll tell you what. A lot of the times, the um, the stories that come out from Dim chores end up in author anthologies later on. Which is great. But you really want to get the chat book because Sam, the owner of Dim Shores, he like does it up. He makes it great. You get the book, you get an envelope, like a shipping envelope, printed with the cover of the book. I still have like a, a pile of them in a in a hutch somewhere. Um, you get you get uh, postcards. He, he throws in a lot of nice little stuff in there.
0: Yeah, and a lot of nice little ephemera and whatnot. Um, they used to do it as kind of a subscription service kind of thing, where, where your number on the list corresponded to what number copy you got. Um, I don't know if they still do that, because it's been a little while since I've been able to be on that list.
1: Yeah, they, um, they shut down for a while, I think, and then reopened recently. Mm. So this is the triumphant return.
0: Exactly. They just also finished up a, an open submissions period, uh, for the month of September. Uh, and I believe there will be another one in October. So if you write, uh, weird and strange fiction, uh, maybe give it a shot, uh, maybe this episode discussing luminous body will help you kind of figure out what they might be looking for. So tell us a little bit about this one, Steve.
1: Um, okay. It's for Zoe (laughs) and for her mother.
0: Cause they were there. (laughs)
1: Cheers. Zoe and mom. Um, this is, it's actually, it's kind of a quirky book. Um, it tells the story of a woman who, um, has had a, a weird upbringing, um, a little, a little hard, um, but definitely weird. Like her grandmother ran a brothel, um, her mother was kind of a—it's um, a hard way to describe it without sounding negative because it's not a negative thing, really. Right, uh, a free spirit, <laughs> unconventional. And uh, their mother died of cancer, which which you know I could relate with. And we have Mo, um, whose life is, as she herself describes it, a hot mess. Mm. Who um, thinks she's pregnant? That's
0: that's that's where we we start start the book. This book,
1: and And, uh, she she might be.
0: Yeah, but really,
1: this is (laughs) another one of those.
0: Right, this is another one of those kinds of stories that. It's really hard to get into, like, the details of it because, one, it's going to be so damn new uh, when it come, when this episode hits the air that, you know, you don't want to spoil it for people who might be kind of on the fence about the last few copies that are available.
1: No, um, you don't.
0: But also, you know, you really can't discuss the book without going into some of this detail because the details are part of the book itself. Right. Um. We can go into our initial impressions of the book. Uh, I'll let you go first, Steve.
1: Well, like I said, it's very quirky. Um, it's one of those books that paints in, in, in broad strokes like a, um, a portrait of this person, Mo, mm. and uh, what her life is like and the events that are the plot of the book. Um, but it's definitely one of those books where not everything is what it seems, and you kind of get the feeling that Mo being a hot mess um, isn't telling an absolute truth, but the world as she interprets it herself. Um, she has been through a lot um, not only related to us in, from the past, but going on in in the actual, events of the story
0: the the eternal now of the narration
1: yeah so um and i i, I don't think she's all i'm not saying she's uh batshit crazy because she's not she's functional but she's a little delusional and you just don't know what parts of what are delusional and what parts are um reality which makes for a, an interesting narrative about this woman. And really it, it, it ends up, um, that doesn't really matter that much. What really matters to me is what is, what is the point of it all? And it's kind of about just relationships and just the ebb and flow of, um, how we live our lives and, and people in and out, um, in, in life and in death. Um, in being there and not being there. Uh they use that metaphor of asteroids. Um when you have asteroids are thousands and thousands of miles or kilometers or whatever apart from each other. And every once in a while they get close to another in the in their orbits to contact. And that generally is a violent thing. They, Mm. they 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 um collide with each other and create new things. The, the asteroids that result from these collisions aren't the same ones that entered into these collisions. So it's, it's a great metaphor for how life is.
0: Uh, you know, also the, the, the book itself opens up with a very Dr. Manhattan-y quote. Um, if you guys remember the conversation in Watchmen of Dr. Manhattan and Silk Spectre on Mars, uh, about just the the improbable nature that that any one person exists,
1: the miracle of living,
0: right? Uh, that kind of uh, a similar quote opens up the book. Um, everything that Steve said is pretty accurate. Um, the The writing in this is is pretty solid, not like lyrical per se, but um, you know, pretty pretty solid. Um, and and the pacing is good. It's such a short book, and it does a lot in fifty pages or or less. I, I didn't less actually than, count. It,
1: it's less than. 50. It's more like forty pages.
0: Right, but it gets a lot accomplished in those in those pages. We we see a long time coming.
1: Really, and it zooms by. Um, it it really doesn't take that long to read.
0: Mm. No, no. This is this is like a, a casual afternoon sort of <laughs>
1: because there's. There's 50 pages of like uh, (laughs) trudging and then there's 50 pages where you pick up the book and next thing you know, you're 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 done with it.
0: Yeah, you're done. Um, Yeah, And like you said, there are some other things out there that are much longer and and just the same volume of pages is just kind of a slog through through murky depths of just why is this even in the book? Sort of thing, but this is well, a very tight
1: narrative. That's what I'm. That's what I wanted to say. Is that it's nothing's wasted in here. Um, whereas if you have like a a I won't say a murky net narrative thing, but there are definitely some stories of that length or similar length that you know go into minutiae detail and backstory and stuff where you really don't need it,
0: right? Um, you know, it's it's kind of like the, the hallmark of minimalism, and I really look at the novella and the novelette as being this kind of exemplary, uh, long-form minimalism, I guess you would say, where you cut with a lot of the purple prose, and you get to things actually happening, and then go from there. And that's kind of what happens here, is that it kind of starts off with one of these metaphorical asteroid collisions and then kind of all the bits and pieces, the flotsam and jetsam, just kind of fly where it goes. And, you know, you follow a couple of these pieces as they go and collide into other pieces and etc. It's like a, it's almost like a pinball game, a chain reaction.
1: Yeah, it's really it's kind of a slice of life uh, story. You know, it's just like a just like a bit in this woman's life, just like a, you know, a cross section.
0: Yeah, but it's, it's a very important kind of moment, and it covers a fairly wide time period if you include, like, Recollection. Right.
1: Yeah, there's that. I mean, they definitely have that. Uh, I'm just like the actual narrative itself. But the way that the Recollection and Flashback work in this is they serve to illuminate stuff that's going on currently. Mm-hmm. And the way it'll, it's hard to do this. The way that illumination happens um, changes significantly some past event, past and present events, and just the way that you look at them. Mm. Um, Especially, I'm thinking about the affair she had with her teacher and um, just how her attitude changes about what that particular relationship was. Yeah. From the beginning to the end. Late spoiler warning.
0: <laughs> that there was even a relationship.
1: Well, I mean, but that's like that I mean, that's like the second or third page of the novel. I
0: mean, yeah. I well, the the initial revelation, yeah, is is kind of there. But yeah, that, that uh that's a major narrative strand though, is how that changes over the course of the events that we follow. Through this, right. through this story. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and there's, there's other things you, you know, you mentioned relationships. Uh, you know, there's things like friendships and how, um, <clears throat> spoiler warning, maybe, that, uh, you can reconnect with people from the distant past, uh, that wasn't so great for you and actually have, a re rekindle a relationship anew into a, uh, more meaningful, uh, kind of interaction
1: right Mm -hmm.
0: like you know the mean girls don't always stay mean perhaps would be a, a an accurate way to put it yeah now fair warning and this is this is my negativity that i've been holding back on for the entire episode is that this story and the events of this story is very bleak uh the outlook is is Kinda nihilistic in a way. I I suppose um, this is uh, Legati coming out to play uh, as far as influences go. But um, you know, if you're into, if that's the kind of thing that you're into, you're gonna freaking love this book. Uh, For me, not so much anymore these days. Um, You know, it's technically written, great book, presentations great. The, the flow of the prose is fantastic. It's just that, you know, the subject matter and whatnot weighed on me a little too much. And, and just the, the, the bleakness of it leaves a, a bad taste in my mouth. And I've said that ab- before about some other, uh, weird fiction and whatnot that just, you know, that just doesn't do it for me, I guess. But, you know, that doesn't mean that
1: you shouldn't check it out. Now, I didn't find it very bleak, which is odd. Um, I didn't find it exactly uplifting. However, that
0: I, was the exact word you described it to me as, is bleak.
1: <laughs> yeah, but it wasn't, it, it's not it, not cosmically bleak. I didn't find it cosmically bleak. Um, um, I did. I, 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 I just found it. thought it was like a nice um, way of describing how shit changes.
0: Well, yeah, you could you can, you can, could say that. You can interpret it that way for sure. But I found it to be kind of the the negative philosophy of, of it. And, you know, I haven't been feeling great this week, so that, that might have been more me than the actual book itself. So, you know, you got to also remember your mindset when you read anything.
1: That's true. It, it did not send me to the pillow fort land. I didn't even think about it. As a matter of fact... I ended up reading it twice.
0: <laughs> so Um I'm trying to
1: think. Just, I finished it, it early real... in
0: the afternoon, so I don't recall if I went to Pillow Fort Land after reading it.
1: <laughs> I It was just just because it was um it's definitely one of those books that makes you go, hmm. And I often say in anthologies, there's always going to be one or two stories that I want to reread because, um, uh, the subject matter or whatever. And I want to just make sure I have a grasp on what's going on. And this was kind of a a book like that.
0: Mm Hmm. I can, I can, I can see where, where you might, where you might, uh, go that route. Um, I tend to prefer my initial impression and, and go from there. Um, You know, and it creates for an interesting dynamic when we're talking about shit. So,
1: (laughs) but, uh, yeah, I mean, I've I've definitely read bleaker.
0: (laughs) Oh, definitely. I mean, you know, there's, there's definitely stuff that's out there. That's, that's more, more bleak and, and even more probably nihilistic than, than this. But, uh, you know, there's, there's a lot of it and, and, I don't know if I've maybe mentioned this in some of our discussions of bleak material. That, you know, I'm I'm a Buddhist, just in case you didn't know. That was for the audience, not for you.
1: You're a what? <laughs> You're a what? I, I, I can't be on this podcast anymore. God damn it.
0: <laughs> and you know, and we kind of start with a with a negative philosophy of sorts where, you know, life is suffering and you know, that sort of thing. And, you know, suffering is caused by craving, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And, you know, so I tend to look at, at books that discuss that theme from that perspective. And there always comes a point where as I, I find like, well, that person kind of went off on the wrong track. And just kind of watch him go by and blaze into the, the, the forest of despair. And go,
1: okay, well... So well, I mean, you know, have fun. I mean, it's Dim Shores, you're not Well, no, no, I wasn't Says It kind of says it in the name <laughs> Right,
0: I mean, you're not like you're not reading a Dim Shores book expecting a, a, a happy ending um, you know, where everything is, you know, smiles and, and sunshine and, and unicorns and shit, but you know,
1: Anya Martin's grass kind of had a happy ending smart. depending on how you look at it
0: Oh, I didn't get to, I didn't get that one Sorry, she gets what she wants. <laughs> I don't know if that's
1: a happy. Ending uh, you know,
0: <laughs> no, you know, you get what you want in, in weird fiction is never really a happy ending. It's always kind of you get what you want, but what you want is also kind of what you deserve, and and it's always that kind of be careful what you wish for sort of thing, where the genie is,
1: you know. Oh. I'll just say that Anya Martin's grass is a kind of a uh, shape of water kind of narrative. And she gets what she wants. So, take it from there. Sexy, sexy, fun time. With (laughs) plants? Yeah. Ah, okay. (laughs) (laughs) To each their own, man. To each their own. Everybody's got the full impact (laughs) of what's going on, but
0: yeah yeah I mean you know I can't really say too much other than maybe make some wise cracks uh, but that's not what we're here for so uh yeah definitely check out luminous body if you get a chance to get one of the copies otherwise uh, wait for uh Wara to uh, release it in one of her collections uh, coming up maybe I don't know usually it takes a little while for Dimshore's Novellas to reach it to an author's collection, um, but yeah, if you can definitely get on the list to get it, get out there and and and, and snack a copy, check it out for yourself, and see what you think.
1: Yep. Yeah. and then you'll be addicted to j- dim
0: shores and that's right, that's right. It's like it's like Netflix for novellas,
1: or like what uh, uh, Pringles once Pringles. you pop,
0: once you pop, you can't stop. Yep, steak of the month club.
1: <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if I'm going that far. <laughs> nah, that's, no. that's there's some treason involved in that somewhere.
0: Uh, Steak of the Month Club is is unfair to to Sam, who is who is by all rights a fantastic person.
1: <laughs> yeah, I like Sam.
0: <laughs> although although I imagine Sam probably laughed at the Steak of the Month Club joke.
1: <laughs> he might have somewhere out there. Someone's yeah. laughing.
0: If not, just just say so, and we'll issue the I, whole formal I'm apology.
1: Kind of write, "I'm a fucking vegetarian, you son of a bitch." Yeah,
0: fuck you, Rodney. <laughs> you know, and you know, so yeah, you can join the the fuck you, Rodney club, <laughs> because you know that's that's actually the most rapidly growing club in America. <laughs> All right, so that wraps it up. Luminous bodies, luminous body from. Dim Shores by Brooke Wara uh, definitely check it out we'll have a link in the description probably
1: Yeah. Um, and then if you don't get a chance if this sells out and you're listening to this you should listen to it sooner
0: that's right, tough should shit have
1: kept, should have kept those 30 luck points that's right,
0: should have kept those 30 luck points so you could have made the roll and got yourself a copy loser but until <laughs> next time Definitely keep those 30 luck points. Keep the 30.